to Life Lessons. We're Jen and Sherry. I'm Jen Stevens, a retired teacher of 28 years and the author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've worked in healthcare for over 26 years, and I've been an active volunteer for many organizations. We're both wives and moms, and let's face it, we're the glue that holds it all together in our homes. In our careers, we have always been problem solvers who help others. And that's what we'll be doing here, answering questions you didn't know you had, one smart solution at a time. We're always looking for ways to make our lives easier, help us be more productive, or improve our health and wellness. So let's live our best lives one day at a time, and let's have some fun along the way. Hi, everybody. We are so glad you're here today. Welcome to episode 22 of the Life Lessons podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? I'm doing really well. Me too. I've been so sleep deprived in the last, yesterday I just slept. I feel so good today. Gosh, I wish I could do that. My body won't let me sleep when well, I... you know, I don't nap. <laughs> right. Like ever. And yesterday I got off work at seven o'clock in the morning. I come home and normally I'll like piddle around and then I'll try to like force myself to take a two hour nap, which more often than not, I don't, it never happens. And then I'll catch my second wind because I'm used to being on night shifts and I'll stay up until 10 or 11 o'clock that night. But yesterday, I don't know, I just passed out at like noon. And next thing I know, my husband woke me up, it was five. And he was like, are you sleeping all day? Do you go back to work tonight? And I said, no. But what time is it? He's like, it's five o'clock. What are you doing? You're not going to sleep tonight. But I did. I went back to bed at like 8.15 and I slept until he woke me up at nine o'clock this morning. I mean, I can't even believe that you slept for 13 hours straight after sleeping for five yesterday. Oh my gosh, your body needed it. I did. For some reason. Yeah, I have such a mental clarity today that I've been missing for. Well, that's good. Sleep (laughs) is important. You know, I'm working on my new book and I just wrote a section on your glymphatic system. Have you ever heard of your glymphatic system? It's kind of amazing. I cannot believe that I'd really never heard of it until I started doing this research. But our glymphatic system, of course, we all have heard of the lymphatic system. Your glymphatic system is in in your brain and connected to your your nervous system. And it's the way that when you're asleep, your brain self-cleans. Okay. And it happens during sleep. And so if you're not getting deep restorative sleep. I was going to say, is that what is happening in that deep restorative sleep cycle? It is. Your brain clears out all, it could be accumulated proteins, like in, you know, some of the neurological Uh disorders, just, just the junk. It's like, like your brain nighttime cleaning crew comes in, the glymphatic system. And it's fascinating. So you really need deep sleep. Well, it's funny. So like, I wear an aura ring and it tracks my deep sleep and my REM sleep. They say that most people get about 15% of their night is is deep sleep. That's what you should aim for. It's like between 10 and 15%. Well, yesterday, my little five-hour nap, 80% of it was deep sleep. Wow. But then last night, only like 13% of it was deep sleep. It was like yesterday I got caught up on that good deep sleep. I've been really holding off on getting an aura ring. I don't know why it never has appealed to me. I don't I don't like chunky jewelry. That's probably why. Yeah. It, it did take me a while to get used to it. I don't like it chunky rings. It's a little thick. Because my hands are, are, you know, they're like, I don't have long, You've got you know, feet. hands. I do. Well, I don't know that it would look on my hand, but it sounds like such good info. I might have to break down. We'll see. It really is good feedback. 
I have something else I want to share. Well, yesterday, you know, we're recording this ahead of time. We're about a month before it airs because it will air at the end of April and it's the end of March. Yesterday was the day that I left Facebook. We talked about that last week. And we talked about it on the on the last episode, but I was so nervous as to how people would respond. And, you know, I felt like I couldn't leave because I didn't want to disappoint people. Like, you know, I, I stayed because I did not want to disappoint people. And so when I, I, you know, I made the decision and it felt right. And I, you know, I explained it in my blog post. If people haven't read it yet, it's at jenstevens.com and it's called Changes in the Air. And I really, just writing that blog post was very cathartic for me. Like it felt great to write it and, and to get it all out. And, you know, it, it went live yesterday morning and I just didn't know how people would respond. You know, were they going to be disappointed in me? Were they going to feel like I'm letting them down? But I did it anyway, and it felt right, and I released it. And then I, like, looked at my email. I went to see what would happen. I have I got, seven, as of right this minute, 77 people have commented on that blog post. I mean, nobody ever comments on those blog posts, uh-huh. like, you know, what whatever. No, whatever does. 77 people have commented on that blog post, and it's it's all affirming. That's great. I mean, I haven't been deleting comments of people that were mad at me. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely affirming and mm-hmm. it made me feel so good. And I've also gotten like the blog post, the way that like, just like our podcast, if you subscribe to our podcast and are on my email list, you get emails when it comes out every week. And, you know, I when my blog post drop, I get emails in reply. Nobody ever replies to those ever. I have probably gotten 25 replies. That is so great. To that. It was just the you know, new blog post. Here it is. They went out to people. 25 people have replied. So that's like 100 responses that I've gotten just in you know 24 hours from people. And 100% of them have been supportive and positive. I mean, I mean, I feel like I could, I could cry just talking about it. Like it is such a relief. People get it. They, they heard me. They heard what I was saying. Well, the people that you have invested your time in over the years and that you have given the freedom of the intermittent lifestyle to and your your knowledge to and your time to, your care and concern for those people, they're invested in you in return. And so they understand. They under, they understand completely and they're they're supportive of you. Well, it felt good to to, to see feel it. it and to see it yeah. and to receive it and to know that that the community had my back and gets it. And they know that that I don't have to be on, you know, 16 hours a day. And that that they accept that I don't want to do that anymore. And that's the part that's so beautiful. Because I felt like I, I couldn't step away. You know, I don't want to dis- disappoint people. I, I get that 100%. I mean, even yesterday, I read your blog post again, you shared it with me last week. And then I read it again yesterday. And I really had to like check myself of how many times that I slept a lot yesterday, how many times I got on to do post approval in the life lessons uh, Facebook group and, you know, answer questions and to respond to people and stuff. And I thought, you know, I really need to figure, I need to devise a way to consolidate my time in that group and not be checking it constantly all day long. We have gotten this instant society where, you know, a person posts a post in a Facebook group. And and we saw this all the time in the Delay Don't Deny groups. They would post something. And if it hadn't been approved in 30 minutes, 
They would post another one. They posted another one. They'd be like, I don't know why my post wasn't approved. I'm going to try again. And we live in this instantaneous world. Right. It's like, because I was taking a shower. That is why. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That was before I had the waterproof phone that I would take into the the shower with me, which is not a lie. I did. I started doing that recently when I got the new iPhone that's water resistant. Went Went to the shower with me. I mean, that just sounds like insanity, but that's how I... That's how we lived. Well, um, so every episode we started the good news segment, and I actually want to say tell my own really short good news story. I was supposed to have flown to Myrtle Beach a year ago, September, so like, what, 18 months ago. We were having a moderator retreat in Myrtle Beach, and originally, like, I don't know, 15 people were supposed to be coming. Yep. Um, and then Hurricane Dorian came. This was August of 2019, August or late August, early September. I think it was Labor Day weekend, maybe. No, well, was it? I don't know, but it, it was. It was the very. I had just moved, so it was the end of August, early September. Like spanned the two. 2019, yeah, yeah. And so I had booked a flight to Myrtle Beach from Birmingham, and it's like an eight-hour drive. But I thought, you know what, you know, I don't have that much time off from work and whatever, so I'll just fly out there. That way I won't have to drive for two days. Well, Dorian came. They canceled my flight. We reconvened. Myrtle Beach was evacuated. Yep. So we ended up having our retreat at Jen's house, like, the week that she moved in. I had just moved in (laughs) a week before. I'm like, hey, Chad, everybody's coming here. Surprise! (laughs) And it was great. It turned out great. We ended up calling it like planes, trains, and automobiles. We did. People were like flying and renting cars and like it was crazy. But it was so much fun. We had a great time. And then I had a flight credit and I had until like last May to use my flight credit. Well, then I had to book a schedule, a trip scheduled to go to Myrtle Beach with Jen like the early last May. And then COVID hit. And so I got this thing from Americans saying, you know, there's been flight changes. Do you accept this flight change? Well, they had me leaving Birmingham at like, I don't know, some ungodly hour, five o'clock in the morning, and then having like an eight and a half hour layover in Charlotte, and then going on to Myrtle Beach. So it was going to end up taking me like 12 hours to get to Myrtle Beach. And I was like, this is crazy. I can get in the car and drive there in eight hours. So I did not accept the flight changes, so I still had a flight credit, and they told me I had two years to use it. Well, I called American the other day and was like, hey, I've got this flight credit. I want to book a trip to go to Myrtle Beach the end of April. And they're like, no, you don't have a flight credit. I'm like, well, I can assure you I do. Oh, by the way, the day this episode comes out, I think we will be at Myrtle Beach. Yay! We will be. Yeah. (laughs) We will be. We're going to be there. Yeah. So, um, you know, they just kept going, nope. You did not. Nope, you did not. So I was just persistent. So this is my lesson to you guys. Be persistent. Have all your documentation in order before you make that phone call. And like, because what ended up happening is I got passed around and passed around. It took me about an hour. And basically what they said is that I just no showed my flight last May. And I'm like, I can I can assure you I did not no show my (laughs) flight. I wouldn't do that. I actually paid more on top of my credit for this flight. I wasn't going to just like let it go. I, and then I explained to them that they were going to meet this crazy layover. And I said, would you take an eight and a half hour layover in an airport during COVID when you could just get in your car and drive? And they were like, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I finally got passed to a person who like retroactively fixed my credit and put brought it back forward. But they were like, okay, well, you have to book right now. Or else we can't 
like we can't hold this credit. I would ha basically had to gone through the whole thing all over again. So luckily I'd already like scoped out the flights. I knew which ones I wanted. I was able to take care of it. They were great. They sent me an email to follow up to make sure everything was handled. So I just want to shout out to American Airlines. Thank you. I do not know who was helping me, but multiple people helped me, <laughs> but they did get it taken care of. So don't take like, if the first person you're talking to tells you no, do not take that as the definite yeah. answer. Chad just had that with insurance. He went and his um, he had to have something removed from his dermatologist, and they sent it to the lab, and it was oh surprise out of network. Oh, they sent it to a lab that wasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he called a bunch of people, and they're like, okay, never mind, we won't charge you. Well, just call great. and be be cheerful and be positive, and people are so helpful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did have to be persistent. I kept saying, no, that's unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> but, so. you know, they will help you eventually. Yeah. And then one of our listeners wrote in, and she has a shout out to one of my favorite companies, SodaStream. She said they provided her exceptional customer service. And I don't know if anybody out there, if you don't know what a SodaStream is, it is a, it's a carbonation machine. So you could fill up a bottle, a reusable bottle with your own water and you carbonate it. So you make carbonated fizzy water at home or at work if you're me. So she said, we have owned a soda stream for over a year and we use it daily. We went to use it yesterday and it malfunctioned. I emailed the company and they got back to me right away. They sent out a new canister plus a free new bottle. If that doesn't work, they have already promised to replace the machine. This is a wonderful customer service in my book, and I applaud SodaStream for standing behind their products. And I can say I had a similar experience maybe like nine years ago. So, I mean, I've always said they're a great company. All of a sudden, one day, my machine didn't work. I went and I replaced my CO2 canister. I made sure everything was put together. It still wasn't working. I called them. They sent me out a new one overnight, and wow. they sent me a box with a shipping label to send my faulty one back to them. And I mean, within 48 hours, it was resolved. They had my faulty machine. I had a new one and mine was several years old. So, I mean, I don't even really know what their warranty is, but if you call them, they take care of you every time. That's fabulous. Good info. Thank you. Well, listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Tell us an amazing story or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. Now, before we get to the life lesson of the week, um, we always take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And today I am going to share, like I always seem to do, about Beauty Counter. And it's just because, you know, I really haven't said what my new book is about. I'm dropping these little hints here and there, I guess. <laughs> but are you allowed to say yet? I don't know. That's the thing. When I wrote Fast Feast Repeat, my editor was like, don't tell anybody about it till we tell you you can, <laughs> which was weird. And then they actually, it, the reason it, that we found out is be, or that I was able to talk about is it, because it like showed up on Amazon for pre-order, but they didn't even tell me. And I'm like, oh, look, there it is. I guess I can announce it. It's for sale. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was talking about it. But anyway, so I don't know. I'm like scared to mention it. But basically, I've realized like shocking information as I'm digging. We all, we all know that we need to clean things up. I didn't realize 
how much we really needed to and how overburdened our bodies really are and how much that contributes to our ill health right now. And, you know, so really just toxins, not putting toxins in is more important now than it was 50 years ago. You know, because our buckets are full. And the the best thing about Beauty Counter is it allows me to have safe skin care without having to think about it. You know, like that Ronco, set it and forget it. You know, they had the, what was it, the rotisserie machine <laughs> infomercial. You know what I'm talking about? Set it and forget it. That was their tagline. I used to watch infomercials. I'm a weirdo. Anyway, with Beauty Counter, I set it and forget it. I just, you know, could shop for what I need. And I know that their products are going to be safe because they have the never list. And so they never include those questionable items. Anything that could possibly be questionable, they don't use it. And the products are also good. So if you go to jenstevens.com slash beauty counter, you can find my link. And every time you shop with me, that helps support the podcast. Sherry and I were actually talking before the show. She's like, look how good my face looks. And she's wearing um, beauty counters, do skin, D-E-W, do like dew on the grass, do skin, tinted moisturizer, but it's got a SPF of 20. Which is, you know, as we're getting into the the spring and summer, we're going to be spending more time outside. That's what I do. I like to use a tinted moisturizer on my face in lieu of foundation. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like I told Jen, it's sunny today in Alabama. So when we get done recording, I'm hoping to go sit outside for a little bit because that's my, that is my self-care, which happens to be the topic of this week's podcast. But I like to go sit outside and I thought, you know, I'm going to, it's getting sunny. We're getting to that time of year. I need to have a little sunscreen on my face. So I broke out my D-Scan. I'd never used it before. And it said tinted moisturizer and I just didn't really think it was going to have any coverage to it, but it really does have a nice does. finish mm-hmm. to it. All right. Well, yep. Go to jenstevens.com slash beauty counter and check it out. And now it's time for our life lesson of the week. And this week, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about self-care and why it is so important. When you listen to people talk about self-care, a common theme you hear from people is, I'm too busy, I don't have time, I can't take time away from work, home, family, to spend time on myself, or I don't have money or resources for that, or I feel guilty if I take time for for self-care. Really, though, self-care is the first step in self-compassion. And we are when we are able to take care of ourselves and treat ourselves with the same compassion and care and empathy that we show others, we are better able to cope with stress that occurs in day-to-day life. In addition, when you show others that taking care of yourself is important, you remind them to take care of you too. When our nerves are frazzled, when we feel distracted, short-tempered, or irritable, it is time to take a time out and practice some self-care strategies. Psychologists often notice that when people come into the office to speak to them and they're complaining of stress, burnout, anxiety, and even compassion fatigue, the one thing that they most often notice is that the clients in their office do not have good self-care hygiene. So beyond our emotional health, self-care also impacts our physical health. Ongoing chronic stress elevates the hormone cortisol. High cortisol can lead to brain fog, fatigue, poor sleep, inflammation, metabolic disease, and weight gain. That's very true. Yeah. You know, it's funny when I was writing this, I thought we talk about cortisol a lot on this show, actually, because so many of the topics that we've covered, sleep, 
gosh, we were just talking about cortisol the other day about something. Was it exercise? Was it when we were talking to Brian Grimm with over-exercising? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so many, like... Chronic stress is just so bad for us in many, many ways. It really is. For our overall health, mental and physical health. We got to find a way to de-stress. Yes. Also working on my new book, I wrote a section yesterday about getting a massage, massages. Uh Uh-huh. And... There really isn't super strong evidence for use of massage as a detoxification, even though you always hear that, but it's it's not as solid. But there is huge evidence that massages are great for lowering anxiety and leading to you know lower inflammation, lower stress levels. So it's a great self-care strategy. I'm actually getting a massage in two days. Well, I'm going in about an hour and a half myself. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So before we read the listener suggestions, you want to take a minute and share like just a couple of our favorite personal self-care strategies? Yeah. You know, I've been really remiss in self-care really for the last couple of years. When I lived in, and a lot of it I think is where I live now. I live in a more rural setting and I'm not from here, right? So I don't know where to go get certain services. And I don't know people here that can like help me really with that. Back when I lived in Denver, I lived in a neighborhood that had this amazing shopping center next to it. And it was like kind of like living in a village because I could walk up there and I had Sprouts and I had Target and I had a hardware store. I had an office supply store. It had restaurants and breweries and my hair care place was there. My chiropractor was there. My massage envy was there and I had a massage you know, subscription. My waxing place was there. So whatever I needed done, I would just take a walk, which is self-care, and I would walk up to this little shopping center and I would pamper myself all the time. I mean, like I constantly took care of myself. And I did, I was laying in bed thinking about that this morning and I was like, gosh, I was habit stacking. I was like (laughs) getting exercise while getting self-care. And, you know, if I wanted a a custard cone from Freddy's after dinner, we'd walk up there, get a cone. But um, once I moved and I didn't have access to like all of those amenities anymore, I just stopped and I realized, you know, I wasn't getting massages anymore. I wasn't taking time to do things for me that made me feel good and feel good about myself. And Jen, actually, wonderful friend that she is, treated me to a massage when I was in Augusta about a month ago now. It was, yeah. And, oh, my gosh. And the girl said, when was the last time you had a massage? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, it's been a long time. And she's like, you need to do this more often. So as I rub my shoulder right now. So I did. I, I found a new girl. I reached out on like a local Facebook group and said, hey, I need recommendations. And um, so I'm going to go this afternoon and and do that. And I'm going to get my hair done on Thursday. And yeah, and exercise for me has always been a good self-care thing. That, that was time just for me. And I took I took time every single day. And again, in the last year, I've stopped doing that. And so when, you know, I was reading through people's suggestions and, and doing some little research on self-care, and I thought, you know, I really, it's time for me to reincorporate self-care into my daily life. Yeah. And, you know, same with me. The decision that I made to leave Facebook was an important part of my self-care. For sure. Because I realized the stress that it was giving me every day. And again, feeling like, you know, you're on the beach trying to, the, the tide's coming in and you're trying to get the with your bucket get the water back out but you can't because it's coming faster than Uh you can manage it that's how i felt like i was living my life every day and it was very stressful so for me 
moving away from Facebook is is the ultimate in self-care. But I got back in the sauna yesterday. Good. I hadn't been using the sauna. I hadn't used it since you were here in a month because I've been so busy between Facebook, working on the new book with the deadline coming up and, you know, the new social network. I have been working harder than I've ever worked in my life and I wasn't making time to get in the sauna. And so yesterday I'm like, I'm doing it. So I've started a new routine this two days in a row. I've gotten up, made my coffee, spent some time with my cat. Ellie sits in my lap and purrs while I drink my coffee. And then after that, you know, I'll watch something on TV. Then after that, I'm getting in the sauna and doing a you know one of the sauna programs and then go take my shower, get ready for the day. But it just feels it feels like self-care because I mean it is, <laughs> but it just feels so amazing because I'm I'm taking that time for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it sets the tone for your whole day, I think. It really does. Also, sauna use is something I'm talking about in the new book because that's really good for our bodies. There is evidence for that. All right. So shall we get into the list, what the listeners yeah, sent in? We do, do you want to go first? We'll just alternate these. Uh-huh. Yeah, we can do that. So Becky says, the only thing I do with any consistency is putting on my moisturizer after I shower before bed. I want to learn how to incorporate more specific time for self-care. I have a very hard time turning off work and taking care of myself. I feel it's selfish, and I have spent my whole life with a very selfish family member, so I tend to run from anything that makes me feel like I am being selfish. I know it's not healthy, and I'm trying to work on it. Ooh, do you know that just made me get something about myself? Myself, too. A family member, I won't say, (laughs) I'm not going to be too specific, but a family member that I spent a lot of time with growing up and was very instrumental in shaping me was somebody who would just ask anybody for anything at any time. And I always felt like was overstepping. Uh huh. And so I have learned never ask anyone for anything. Do not overstep whatever you do, because I saw it modeled for me, like what it looked like to be the opposite. So she was a taker and you become a giver. Well, I am really hesitant to ask for anything or take anything because I'm like, no, no, no. Right. Like I've gone the opposite direction. I get that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Light bulb moment. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's really kind of ingrained in us. And I hate to say this, but I feel like for women especially, there's this idea that once you become a wife and mother, that is your whole identity. And you're not allowed to have your own identity outside of wife and mother. And it's time we change that. I agree. And and not having to do everything to please everybody every moment. Right, right. It's a exactly. hard lesson. You know I'm not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so we did poll our community and we asked them, you know, what ways do they incorporate self-care and uh, what tips do they have? Um, what are their thoughts on self-care? And so we're just going to share that those responses with you guys today. All right. Well, here's one from Larissa. She says, I go to the gym right after dropping my son off at school. I make sure to be dressed in my gym clothes when I take him to school so I have no excuse to go back home. The only reason I don't go to the gym is if I have an appointment or if I'm sick. I work out five days a week. It's important to me because it's the only time in my day where I'm able to be fully focused on myself and I don't have to be a mom or a wife. I tune out the world and just get to work. It helps my mental health and my body. I always feel happier afterwards. Remember that if you've taken care of yourself, you'll be happier and that happiness will overflow to your family and friends. 
You cannot pour from an empty cup, so it's important to fill your cup. I love that, Larissa. Me too. Elizabeth in San Francisco, California, she writes, it does not have to be something big. Start small. Maybe it's taking time to read a book for 10 minutes or spending five extra minutes on your skincare routine. Anything is better than nothing. My biggest act of self-care was going alcohol-free last year. I lost weight. I gained more energy. I saved money. And I know I'm healthier for it. And I have pride in knowing I have done it. And it's a real sense of accomplishment. Yeah. I Like, I would have never thought of that as self-care, but that is absolutely self-care. Yep. I had a glass of wine yesterday and slept awful last night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I keep reminding myself... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My self-care should include not drinking. Good sleep <laughs> hygiene is yes. is good self-care. It's so important. All right. Brianne echoes what Larissa says. No one can pour from an empty cup. You will be a better you in every area of your life when you take care of you first. It should no longer even be optional. It is as necessary as eating and breathing to our health. And you know, I'm going to interrupt um, Brianne's comment here to say someone sent me a wonderful message about you know, my decision to leave Facebook. And she said, you know, she, just like eating and breathing here are important. It's like when you're on a plane and the plane is going down, you put your own oxygen mask on first. You know, I feel like somebody actually says this. Oh, are they going to say later. that in a minute? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good analogy, but someone said it to me yesterday, which is why it's in my head. And I'm like, you know, you're exactly right. We put our own oxygen mask on first. We fill our own cup up. So we have to do it. We can't give and give and give if we have nothing of ourselves. All right. So Brianne goes on to say, I get weekly massages for my body and weekly therapy for my brain. Both keep me functioning at my highest level. I stay energized when my body feels good. And the weekly massages remind me to take care of my body every day. Both are a standing appointment every week. Therapy is something I've added recently, and it is so helpful. I didn't have anything really big or specific to work on, but having someone objective and who has the right tools has helped me process everything I've been through the past year and also helps me to begin to heal long-held beliefs and actions that no longer serve me. I highly recommend it. I never thought of therapy as a self-care tool. No, neither did I. I just thought of it as I got a problem, I need some help with it. Mm -hmm. Rachel in Egypt shares, self-care doesn't have to be overly time-consuming or expensive. I often fit it in during times when no one is in immediate need of my time. But sometimes those times when the demands on on us are the highest are when our self-care is needed the most, which is so true. Taking that time out can be really, you know, necessary. Learning to say no and to prioritize our own needs is such an important life lesson and perhaps the ultimate in self-care. It takes both time and practice. On weekend mornings, I love to sit alone on the balcony with my coffee. She says black, of course, because she's- Because we know Rachel's we know intermittent Rachel. faster. <laughs> she's been on Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast. She's our friend. Uh, she says, I sit on my balcony with my coffee and good music, and I just enjoy the solitude. Being in Egypt, mornings on the balcony are doable pretty much all year. I'm kind of jealous. I know. Weekends are my time to get stuff done. 
laundry, cleaning, groceries, errands, etc. It's easy for me to wake up and get started on all or some of the above, but when I take some time to just chill in the fresh air with myself and music, I feel so much more relaxed and energized both. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Rachel's awesome. Yeah, just, you know, she keeps the things she needs to get done in, in the weekends, get started on that, but every other day she takes time for herself and chill, even on the weekends when she has stuff to do. But I mean, she has a plan she's for making her week time. work for her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got that scheduled in, is what I'm trying to say. She's got the the stuff she has to do scheduled in, but the making time for herself is equally as scheduled in. All right. Kim shares, realize that self-care is as necessary as breathing. Allow yourself that time and prioritize it. Self-care for me includes spending time with my family, riding my motorcycle for what we call wind therapy, and spending plenty of time with my dogs. Being with my family and dogs is part of the daily routine, but important. My motorcycle riding is weather-dependent and time-permitting, but we make it a point to get out, especially when it's been a stressful week. It's a great time for myself and my husband to connect with our circle that we call our riding family. Yeah, I love that. I used to be a motorcycle rider. And I'm that, always so scared on motorcycles. The thing about riding a motorcycle is you cannot think, especially if you're the, it sounds like, I don't know if she's a passenger or if she's an actual rider, but if you're the one controlling the motorcycle, you can't be thinking about anything other than what you're doing. You have to be a very defensive driver when you're riding a motorcycle. So you can't be thinking about work stress and family stress and bill stress. You are really just out there your mind is blank. You're just paying attention to the road and traffic. And if you're out in a country, you get to take in, you know, the trees and the sunshine and feel the wind on you. And it really is, it sounds crazy, but it really is like a ultimate freedom. I would like to get into the science of, is something I might research, the wind on our bodies. You know, we know the, the sun on our bodies feels so good. We get in the vitamin D. You know, I wrote a section in the book about earthing, which is walking on the ground. And there's strong science behind it. It's not just something wacky. There's more science behind earthing than there is behind getting a massage, honestly. And, you know, walking on the earth. And it balances our electrical charge. Yeah. I wonder if wind does the same thing. I don't know. That's interesting. Like Because you know how it feels so good to have that breeze on your face? I wonder if it's doing something with our electrons or something. I often drive with the windows down. I mean, even if it's cool out, I'll have the windows down in my truck when I'm driving, but the heat on high. Because <laughs> I don't like to be cold. But it I could do just love be the fresh wind. air, you know, the fresh air coming. I don't or know. Or riding but... in a boat and you've got that wind yeah, blowing the, on the breeze. You. Now I'm very interested what else might be going on. I don't know. We'll it might be more than that. just the fresh air. Maybe it's doing something with us electrically. I think we'll have to do an episode on earthing, too. Yeah, I would like to. It's fascinating. And like I said, there's there's solid science behind it. So, Well, Sassy Senior writes. I like you, Sassy Senior, by <laughs> the way. If we don't take care of ourselves, how can we care for others? Our spouse, children, parents, etc. For over 40 years, I have scheduled into my calendar daily workouts. Working out is a priority and is part of my weekly regimen. Cardio is good for my heart. Strength training exercise is good for mobility, flexibility, and for my bone density. And overall, it keeps me focused, strong, and moving along. It helps with functional movements like lifting groceries, luggage, and etc. 
I also schedule time for my hair and pedicure appointments. Keeping ourselves maintained also helps us with our self-esteem and confidence. That's true. And that's why every day I get up, you know, even if I'm not going anywhere, I'm not seeing anybody, I take a shower, I do my hair, I put on my makeup, I get dressed in clothes. It makes me just feel better. Yes, I agree. To do that. And, you know, my my clothes, I'm wearing my jeans. You know, I always wear my jeans. <laughs> Sherry's not a sit around the house in jeans girl. I'm not. I'm, 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 My jeans are so stretchy though. They're like just like stretched. Pants. I'm in leggings. Mm-hmm. I'm usually. I like I'm either too. dressed in scrubs or like I'm going to yoga in your activewear. <laughs> Did you ever see that video? If you go yes. to YouTube and Google yes. activewear, it's hilarious. Or, well, I guess you're not googling it because you're on YouTube. YouTube. Search activewear. Search. Everybody who's listening, if you haven't, go to YouTube and search for activewear. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. It's like I'm in my activewear. Activewear, activewear. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I wear leggings during the day, I think of that. All right. Kathy from what's MS? Is that Missouri or Mississippi? Mississippi. Missouri sure? Mo. Yeah. KC well, Mo. Because I'm from Kansas City, but I'm on the Kansas side. So KC okay. Mo is Kansas City, Missouri. M O. Okay. So Mississippi's MS. But that's okay. Okay. All right. Right? See, I think yeah, it might I think would be so. Michigan. You're right. That's it. Okay. So this is Mississippi. Kathy from Mississippi says, I make time for the vibration plate and walking. It is important to me. I will be 65 in July and I want to stay healthy. I use my vibration plate 10 to 30 minutes a day, 10 minute sessions. I walk four to eight miles on the weekends. If we don't take care of ourselves, we won't have anything left to give to our families or to take care of our obligations. And me too, Kathy. I love my vibration plate. And I try to make time for that every day. And if you go to um, the Shop With Us tab at lifelessonscommunity.com, you'll see our favorite vibration plate, Life Pro. And again, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, good customer service is why we like them. Yep, we do. You know, there's so many companies I've had the opportunity to partner with over the years, and I say no to Mm -hmm. so many. Yeah. Like there was a company that wanted to develop a product that put my name on it, and it was a product I use every day, and it's part of the Clean Fast, and they sent me samples, and I wanted to really like it, and I didn't. Right. So I said no. Right. I'm like, I just can't. So when we say we love LifePro, we're not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Deborah from Oklahoma, she says, I love to walk at a local lake without any music on or anything, though sometimes I do listen to podcasts. I really just love to soak up the nature. I try to go after school before I sit down and relax for the evening. My favorite thing is to catch an Oklahoma sunset with my camera. Schedule it in if you need to. If your cup is empty, so is your ability to give of yourself. So true. Christy from Michigan says, I get up at 515 every weekday and After getting up and getting coffee, I go right into stretching, Bible study, and my gratitude practice. If I have any time left, I'll let myself review Facebook, read the news, and catch up on anything electronic. With three young children, I have found this is the only time of day I can pretty much guarantee no interruptions. Doing this consistently was one of my atomic habits in 2020. I do the same on weekends, but I let myself wake up naturally on weekends. And Christy says that if you are struggling with incorporating a self-care practice, read Atomic Habits or reread it. Start small and remind yourself that you're worth it. And if you 
have been with us from the beginning, you know that we had an episode on Atomic Habits in episode three. So you can listen to that for a refresher. Or if you're just joining us and you haven't, go back and listen to episode three. In that episode, we have tips for habit formation. Julie from Minnesota says self-care comes in the form of daily exercise for her. She says sometimes it's just walking and using the vibration plate at home. And some days it's going to the gym for a group fitness class. I cannot envision a life without movement. It brings me mental clarity, feel good endorphins, and a strong body that makes me feel good about myself. It is a necessity to start my day. And her tip, if you are a mom of littles, find a gym with a childcare center. She said, this saved my sanity for a good 10 plus years before my kids were old enough to stay home alone. They made friends and they also saw a lot of grownups making fitness a priority in their life. Can I share something that's kind of funny? What? You know, I've people who know me from all of my work on the podcasts and everything and read my books know that I'm not much of a gym person. Mm-hmm. But there have been two gyms that I went to in my life for regularly, and both of them were when the boys were little. And I swear, I only went because it was like I could let the boys go to the isn't that funny? I didn't even remember, but those were the only two times in my life that I regularly went to the gym. When we lived in Carrollton, I went to a facility there that had a great little child care, and I would drop them off at the child care. They would play and have so much fun, and I would do something, right. whatever it was. Yeah. And then here, when we first moved to Augusta in 2005, I joined the Y, and I would send them. They would go to the – they had a great child care at the Y, and I would do something some kind of workout, something, or even go sit in the sun because they had a pool. <laughs> I'd be like, y'all go here, I'm going here, or they would you know, just play but at the pool. But that is so funny. That really, what you, you need to, having little kids, don't feel guilty. Because looking back, I don't feel guilty because I needed that time. Yeah, you needed that break. And they enjoyed playing with other kids. You know, I think back to how society was before modern day when people lived in villages. I'm sure the moms would send their kids over to the neighbor tent, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the neighbor hut, the neighbor cottage, whatever, in their village and say, I just need a break. And there was always someone around. And now we don't have that. Right. And the kids grew up just running and playing with lots of kids. So don't feel guilty for taking that time. Well, I mean, I grew up like that. We, I mean, I remember as a kid, you'd get up and eat breakfast, and then you, we left the house. I mean, when it wasn't right. in school session, you left the house. You got on your bike, and you're like, see ya. And, and nobody we, knew where you were. We might come home for lunch, or we might call from a friend's house and be like, I'm at so-and-so's house, and I'm having a sandwich here. Right. And then you just went back home in time for dinner. That's true. I mean, we were just out playing all day long down at the creek and in the woods and everywhere else. And I don't... Like, we're just, that's not the way society is anymore. Definitely so, not. more than ever, I think moms need to take a time out and get the kids out of their hair for a little bit. I agree. <laughs> Angie from Illinois says, self-care is a form of reset. We often wish we could just stop and start over. Self-care, whether it's exercise, a bath, a facial, painting your nails, or whatever, is a way to stop doing things for others, switch your focus, and start fresh again. It's not selfish. It's a reset and a refresh to be able to continue helping others. I work part-time, so the days that I'm not at work, I do a morning yoga session. I go to yoga, hot yoga actually, three to four times a week. Not only is the yoga session itself very grounding, calming, and a good reset, but it obviously benefits me physically too. 
As I grow stronger and more confident in my poses, I feel pride in myself and my growth. It's a 25-minute drive to and from the studio, so in that time, I listen to podcasts. On Wednesdays, it's the newest Life Lessons podcast. Thank you, Angie. And on Thursdays, it's the latest Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast. The other times, I listen to repeats or an audiobook. Also, since it's a hot, sweaty practice, it ensures that when I get home, I take a shower and get all cleaned up for the day. If I didn't have my yoga, I'd be missing out on a lot of my self-care. Yeah, I really like that. Angela from Grand Rapids, Michigan. There's that M-I, Jen. There you go. I started looking at certain chores as self-care, a gift to my future self. And this is a whole different take on self-care. This year, I developed the habit of doing all the laundry every Saturday, including folding and putting it all away. This takes stress out of my life during the week. The kids' clothes are always clean and ready to go, making school mornings much easier. I have clean sheets every week. I am never in a crunch looking for something clean to wear. There are never piles of laundry in my laundry room. My weekday self loves and appreciates the care my weekend self gives me. And Angela suggests redefine how we look at self-care. It is not always time away, although that's definitely important too. Sometimes it's just being kinder to ourselves in the moment. That's huge. Yeah, that's also the way I did laundry when I was a working mom. Sunday was my day, laundry day. I did all the laundry on Sunday all the way through and got it completely put away. But I did not go to bed Sunday night till it was put away. And it I started we all started the week fresh. It yep. I get it. And it felt like self-care. She's right. And also, can I just say laundry is like the task where you can be a little bit lazy but also productive at the same time. How so? Because you well, because you put it in the machine and then you walk away and you're like I'm doing the laundry, but you really don't have to like do anything. It's just happening. Then you just move it over to the dryer. And then you have to put it away. Yeah, that's the battle mind out. Because I fold it as I take it out of the dryer. And then it's easy to put away. I'm going to create a movement. Living out of your laundry basket? Is that the <laughs> I think we should just all become nudists. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to vote no for that one. <laughs> oh, Jane from Alberta, Canada says, aside from my intermittent fasting practice, I love to walk in the woods behind my house with my dog. It is my nature meditation. No music or podcasts, just the sounds of birds, wildlife, the spring runoff, and the intoxicating smell of the trees and plants coming awake. Having a dog that requires daily exercise makes it easier. And she suggests, remind yourself that in order to be the best version of yourself, you have to love yourself first and your family will thank you. Roz has a great analogy for self-care. She says, if I look after myself, I'm much more able to take care of everyone else. Here we go. There's, you said it was coming. She said, rather like when you're on a plane and you have to put your own oxygen mask on before you can help anyone else. I make time for my creative writing. I finished the first draft of my fantasy novel, and to be able to control the world I've created helps me deal with the chaos that reality can sometimes be. I write early before anyone is up. It's semi-scheduled depending on what's happening, but I make sure to do it at least three times a week. And Sarah from New York writes, I have a few self-care rituals that I try to work in daily. Taking 10 minutes to stretch every day not only helps me physically feel better, but it also has become kind of a meditation for me. I breathe through the stretches and I really focus on the movements, which helps me de-stress. 
I'm also an avid reader, so taking time to read in a quiet location, even for five to 10 minutes, helps me relax. I also have a pedaling machine under my desk. When I'm sitting there, I can pedal. When I'm stressed, I pedal faster so I can kick up my endorphins and get a good workout at the same time. I often find I lose track of time and suddenly an hour has gone by. It is definitely easier for me to do my practices during the week. I have a weekday routine where I work the self-care practices interspersed throughout my day. Weekends are harder, except for the reading, because I'm not at my desk and I don't have my routine. Her tip is take even five to 10 minutes a day to start. If you are less stressed and or feel like you have time to do what you want to do, you'll also be happier and more attentive to your family. Awesome. Well, we have 10 tips for practicing self-care. And let's read them like like a lightning round. All right, here we go. All right. Number one, say no to anything or anyone that feels exhausting. Stand up for yourself and set boundaries. Number two, take the time to prepare a quick, nutritious meal. Enjoy the time prepping it and eat it in complete silence. Enjoy the tastes, textures, and appreciate how it's fueling your body. Number three, schedule in a wind-down hour before bed. Take a relaxing bath or shower, moisturize your skin, read a book. Number four, slow down. Take time to appreciate lovely things in your life without rushing from task to task mindlessly. Number five, tell yourself wonderful things about yourself, practice self-affirmations and gratitude. Number six, take a walk or find a park bench and just enjoy being outside in the great outdoors. It is a great mood booster. Number seven, watch a funny TV sitcom or watch funny videos on the internet. Number eight, buy yourself flowers. Number nine, take time to call a friend. No kids, no distractions, just sit and enjoy each other's company. Number 10, pick any activity that brings you joy. Schedule it into your week. All right, which one of those 10 do you think you're going to work on? I know which one I want to do. I am going to (sighs) number four, I need to slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to be really intentional about slowing down. That's yeah, I feel like I've, I've made that one go into motion a little bit, even though I'm still not quite there, because I've got a lot going on. But I like number three, the wind down hour before bed. I've got a really deep soaking tub in my bathroom. And I need I haven't used it. I've been so busy. And I think it's time for me to maybe I could put a little Epsom salts in there, get that magnesium soaking yeah. in through my skin. And gosh, read a book. I can't think of the last time I've read fiction. For pleasure. For pleasure. Just read for pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I need to do. I need to charge up my Kindle. I do number eight a lot. Buy yourself flowers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, me too. I'll be walking through the grocery store and I'll see a you know, pretty little bunch of wildflowers or something. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bring this home. And they just brighten up your space and they make you, you know, when you look at them, you smile and it's a little self-treat. I like that one. That one's easy. Me too. All right. So listeners, keep in mind, a self-care practice does not have to be incredibly time consuming or even expensive. It looks different from one person to another, but at the heart of it, it's making time to do something that recharges you, relaxes you, and restores you so that you can continue to be the best version of you. Practicing self-care isn't selfish. It's smart, and it makes you more efficient, more accessible, more resilient, and a better spouse, parent, friend, and employee. And I love that this episode is right you know, the day after that I <laughs> stepped away from Facebook because yeah. it just all seems to be the universe sending. But we planned to do this episode. I, we didn't even realize that we'd be 
recording. It would be coinciding them. with this mm-hmm. big change. The universe is sending me a big signal. Yeah. Thank you. It does that a lot if you pay it attention. It sure does. It's true. Before we get to the listener-led lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about ButcherBox. Jen and I both love products that are convenient and save us time, reduce decision-making, and that support a healthy and balanced lifestyle. ButcherBox has been a great addition to my life. I love their steaks. I love their free-range chicken. And they have the juiciest pork loin chops ever. They also have these new chicken tenders, tenderloins, the little chicken tenderloins. I don't, oh, is that what you call I them? I love those. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Okay, well, now I'm obsessed with them. I cook them up all the time. I just throw them in with other They're stuff. Quick. They're quick. And I'll actually just like pre-cook a bunch of them and then throw them in with other meals. You can get 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, heritage-breed pork, and free-range organic chicken delivered right to your door. Each box is perfectly packed and portioned for your needs. Butcher's Box's goal is to make high-quality meat accessible to as many people as possible. Shipping is free, and you can get meat for as little as $6 per meal. You can pick the cuts of meat that you prefer, and you pick the frequency of shipments. They even offer specialty meats and wild-caught seafood. When you use our link to sign up, you'll be eligible for a special deal that is made available for our listeners. Visit lifelessonscommunity.com forward slash butcher box, and you will not be sorry. Absolutely. Next, we have a segment we call our listener-led lesson. It might be a life hack, a book recommendation, a special recipe, a kitchen tip, or anything along those lines. Today's listener-led lesson comes from Patty in Colorado. She says, we have a new In-N-Out burger in our area. I've been twice. Both times I requested extra ketchup packets. Both times this was listed on my order receipt. Both times it was left out of my order. Not a big deal, and I wouldn't have brought it to their attention, except they're a brand new store. And seeing that the same issue happened twice, there might be a breakdown in training. I called the phone number on the receipt and was able to speak to a live person right away. He assured me he would notify the store of the issue, and he took down my mailing address so that he could send me an In-N-Out gift card for a double burger, fries, and a drink. The fact that they gifted me with a free meal was icing on the cake. So Patty's lesson is, don't hesitate to offer constructive criticism to a business. If you want a business to do well, helping them correct issues they might have will increase the chance of their success. That's great. And at the end of each show, we share a motivational quote from a listener. Today's quote comes from Kay. She wrote, this one quote changed my whole approach to parenting. The quote is, the most important thing she'd learned over the years was that there is no way to be a perfect mother, but a million ways to be a good one. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. You and I can both look back to our own mothering experience and find mistakes we made and wish we could go back and change them. There is no perfect mother, but a good one. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us today. Even though I'm not on Facebook, our Facebook community still is. Join at Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry. It's a great place to be. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And we would also love for you to leave a review. That helps us reach others and helps others find it. Do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener-led lesson, or a motivational quote that means something to you? Or do you have an area of expertise that you want to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com and listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.